got about six hours from the looks of things on uh, this particular chip. You have to know that every time I do one of these things, I have to go through the nerve-wracking exercise of making sure that everything is perfect. There's nothing worse than finishing a podcast only to find out that you've run out of card about uh, 15 minutes earlier. Uh, I can't tell you how many of these I've done that haven't made it to the air <clears throat> that I uh, love uh, love doing them because it affords me an opportunity to express myself. Uh, I know you guys have been waiting on um, you know, word from us, uh, for those of you that actually care what I think. Uh, I can tell you that uh, the Canadian gun vault has never seen, you know, the potential for disaster that we face today as Canadians. The uh, the coronavirus scare was, you know, full swing. You know, we had uh, everything from panic buying of toilet paper, you know, to mass firearm sales. <laughs> Good on you guys. Hey, I, uh, you know, I, I could have predicted that. Uh, I think it was fantastic uh, for the Canadian firearm community to go out and stock up. I think that's uh, a great sign that we're uh, looking forward to a future of enjoying our firearms. Um, you know, we've had so many bungles, uh, you know, bloopers, if you want to call it that, from this Canadian giver, <laughs> liberal government to play with. Um, you know, probably, probably the most serious and we shouldn't even laugh about it. Uh, it would be, you know, leaving open the back door. Uh, love that one. I called Bill Blair's office. Uh, I certainly wanted to express my dissatisfaction at the thought that the Canadian government would think it's a good idea to, um, shut down the borders, uh, you know, for all kind of domestic travel, uh, with exceptions made for commercial services, uh, you know, necessary type items. Uh, but, but to continue to allow, <laughs> you know, um, illegal border crossers. And I say illegal uh, with emphasis, and I always put it in quotation marks or make it capital letters uh, on the page because I hate the idea of them controlling the language. Uh, I've talked about this with Podcast Brian on several occasions. You know, calling them irregulars kind of softens it. Uh, the truth of the matter is we have immigration law. They're breaking it. Um, <clears throat> the general consensus among uh, the Canadian firearm community and many Canadians beyond that is that the RCMP have been reduced to the status of bellhop boys, uh, you know, which is really a sad thought. Uh, I'd hate to think that, you know, people would be out there, you know, risking their lives every day. And, you know, uh, some guys are out there to do the job and they've been told uh, this is the way you're going to do it. And, uh, you know, a lot of questions revolve uh, around the, the immigration issue. Certainly, Michelle Rempel, uh, I saw on several occasions bring it up uh, that it just wasn't economically uh, sustainable. And, you know, it had nothing to do with bigotry or racism or Islamophobia. It was it was all about the numbers if you wanted to, you know, just look at it that way. Uh, if it isn't financially sustainable and it's going to break the backs of, you know, Canadians that are working very hard and paying their taxes, um, that we wouldn't do it. And, you know, if we're not capable of taking on uh, so many people, then, you know, we'll, you know, I hate to think that the people that are actually legitimately waiting in line, like what a slap in the face to know that, you know, I could have just walked across and it would be faster. 
And certainly it's more dangerous and sends the wrong message. Uh, you know, entering into Canada by breaking the laws, you know, your first, you know, act as a you know, Canadian resident, it, it really does beg the question why, you know, during this time, though, uh, during the coronavirus uh, reality, and I'll call it that, would you allow people to illegally cross the border and then to have any question at all about whether or not they're being quarantined? Um, certainly, I saw my fair share of uh, news clips that indicated that it was not, you know, the case and that, you know, we're getting assurances from Billy Blair that everything's okay and that <clears throat> people are being screened. Uh, I'm hearing about, you know, additional screening at the airport that really doesn't exist. Uh, quite often we see this liberal government saying one thing and then something being completely uh, the opposite occurring. And, and of course, you know, when caught in lies or when doing things they shouldn't uh, or engaged in some unethical, uh, unethical practices, uh, they vote down any investigation or seemingly any punishment or possibility thereof uh, for, for the offenders. And, I mean, our illustrious leader, Justin Trudeau, has broken ethics laws on several occasions. You know, and of course, they won't even allow an investigation uh, to involve the ethics commissioner before they shut it down. Like it's 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 absolutely outrageous. But anyway, to get back to the border issue, you know, not not actually screening people, you know, is is a bit of a problem in this day and age. And again, it has nothing to do with racism. I think that if we've got people that are you know um, pursuing life in Canada, there are legitimate channels that they can they can follow. And that doesn't seem to be the case. And so, you know, it begs the question, what's really going on? And, and I mean, I called Bill Blair's office, you know, uh, to speak to a lovely uh, assistant named Nadine. And I, I guess I had called one of several of his offices and, and immediately began to explain, you know, uh, why I was dissatisfied and that, you know, I realized I'll probably never get a chance to talk to Billy Blair face to face. But, you know, this is the problem. And of course, you know, I was met with a lot of, you know, I can't really comment on that. And I, but still, you know, to spend a little bit of time trying to make her understand, you know, how uh, some of the things that were happening were either unsafe or wrong or, you know, not in the best interest of Canadians. And, and to hear her, you know, sort of, mm, you know, <laughs> and when I realized I wasn't going to get any kind of straight answer on, on the immigration issue, or at least, you know, uh, um, an honest comment on the subject from her. I decided to switch gears and go over to the gun debate, which of course has fallen, you know, way, way, way back on the schedule. Although I got to admit, I, I don't think that they've forgotten about us. I think they're quite frankly waiting for things to deteriorate to the point where they can push forward that idea again. Uh, the framework's in place. You know, Billy Blair obviously is ready to go. Uh, they're probably adding guns to the list every day. Uh, would be my opinion uh, on the subject. I've been accused of, you know, sometimes ringing false alarm bells, but I can tell you that I can see some trouble coming on the horizon as things begin to deteriorate. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I certainly don't want to get accused of being a you know doomsday prophet, but I think though that uh, now's the time to take this coronavirus uh, very seriously. Not that we didn't before, but uh, to actually, you know, take the advice of somebody that. <sighs> may just have, uh, you know, a little bit of insight. I, I, I still think like a cop 
And that's an unfortunate reality after 20 years of uh, employment with the service. Uh, I see big trouble coming. I think that uh, the cases that actually show up in the hospitals are, you know, few and far between. Uh, I think there's a lot of, you know, good, healthy, strapping people that probably are uh, acting as carriers for the virus and not realizing it. And, and the little things, the things you don't realize you may do, you know, using the gas pumps, um, you know, sanitizing your hands, you know, getting in and out of your vehicle. Um, you know, these are practices that people are going to have to grow accustomed to. And uh, it's really important that we do this now. And my thinking is this, is that we have an opportunity right now to throw the binders on this thing and, uh, you know, certainly um, slow its progress. If we can do that, uh, there is some talk of, you know, a hope of a medication uh, combination that may be successful. I've heard some some reports of that. Uh, we haven't confirmed that yet. Certainly, uh, usually medication goes through, you know, months of trials. Uh, I don't know that we're afforded that luxury of that time. But uh, from what I understand, it, it, it does look promising. But we should still treat this very seriously. And I think that that's the one takeaway uh, I would give you in all this is that right now, uh, I think we're still at a point where the numbers are relatively low, but they will grow fast. And, you know, this uh, virus has proven to be deadly uh, for people that have respiratory issues or a pre-existing condition that might make them susceptible to it. Uh, I think that those people need to be very careful. And, you know, if you want to help them out, uh, stay in contact with them, you know, drop them off the things they need. Uh, you know, definitely, you know, if you have elderly parents, uh, I, I would lock them up for a little bit, you know, just to see how things unfold, you know, to give themselves, you know, couple of weeks, uh, you know, at least indoors to see how things turn out. Uh, the spring breakers in the U.S. didn't seem to be phased by the idea that there was a, a deadly virus floating around. God bless them. Uh, they're, they're really not thinking. And I understand at that age, I probably didn't think that much either. But um, we really need to impress upon uh, the returning spring breakers uh, how important it is that they, uh, you know, isolate themselves for a little bit. And, you know, it's going to be hard. You know, for people that are uh, actually used to getting out there and, and being around friends and stuff, uh, for the introverts, uh, God bless you. You've been training for a lifetime for this. You get to hang out and nobody's going to criticize you for it by yourself. Uh, there's so many things uh, from this that we could take, um, I think, to the bank. You know, like it's a great opportunity to spend time with your kids. You know, I, I think I heard uh, Tracy Wilson at the CCFR mention uh, something to that effect. And I thought, yeah, you know what? What a great idea. You know, I saw my kid cousin, I call him that, he's a grown man now, but uh, he's he's out there throwing lawn darts and you know, doing all kinds of things uh, from the 80s in order to, you know, uh, you know kill the time. Uh, I go to see him, but I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, uh, extra cautious. Uh, you know, my whole life revolves around hanging around other people, and it's really difficult for me to uh, sometimes uh, find myself thinking that I would uh, have to spend a great deal of time inside. Uh, we'll find some things to entertain you guys just the same. But, uh, yeah, you know, like, this thing over the course of the next couple of weeks, I think, is either going to really take off or we're going to put a dent in it, uh, you know, bring this thing under arrest. And I think that for the people that are uh, out there on the front lines, and I don't just mean first responders, uh, EMS, police, firefighters, uh, paramedics, uh, all the hospital staff, uh, you know, like you've got your hands full and uh, we as a firearm community and, and certainly Canadians know it. Uh, I feel for you. I, I, I would tell you, please exercise every caution, uh, precaution. 
and uh, make yourself as safe as possible. Uh, we're going to do our best to uh, make ourselves kind of invisible, and uh, hopefully for the most part, uh, you'll only be left with people causing trouble out there. Uh, you know, um, For all the people that make it possible to keep moving forward, though, like the truckers and you know all the people that participate behind the scenes that ordinarily, and I got a little bit of flack for this. I put up a post uh, just recently. Where, you know, we, we said, that, you know, the nurses and, you know, people uh, like the doctors, they're, they're the real heroes here, you know, and, and, you know, the people that you don't see. And, of course, there's always groups that want to be included in that. And I apologize. I can tell you right now that uh, to me it's really important uh, that everybody understand that we got to work together uh, if we're going to be successful in this. Oh, just here going through my phone for a second if you can just... Bear with me. Uh, Kenny Rogers died. That, that was, you know, that was disappointing to hear. Um, you know, uh, Kenny Rogers lived, uh, from what I can tell, a very long, uh, full life, and uh, certainly entertained a lot of people. Uh, I, I I remember growing up as a child and and hearing, you know, that record playing. Uh, you know, Lady in the Morning. My my father was very fond of Kenny Rogers, and uh, so I got treated to his voice. He was the gambler. Uh, was probably one of his most notable songs. And uh, he passed away, and uh, he's left behind, you know, a great legacy in music. Uh, oh, Gareth Emery, that's another one I wanted to talk about. You know, Gareth, Gareth, God bless him. You know, I, I've always struggled, you know, because I, I do put up concerts and uh, certain music segments on the show. And when I do that, I do that because, you know, uh, certainly there's a, a big part of my life that revolves around music. And, you know, I'd love to share that with you guys. I'm sorry if, you know, you're not all fans of Trance and House. Um, you know, I, I'll try and mix it up a little more, I promise. I, I love giving you guys, you know, the retro hits. Uh, you can find them sometimes in our storyline. And uh, I love putting up links to those and uh, taking you guys on a trip back in time. But Gareth Emery, he uh, he released a uh, a new single, "You'll Be Okay," that you know is absolutely amazing. And of course, he's famous for his light shows and uh, is quite the artist, uh, gifted. And uh, so here he is, uh, probably you know peaking uh, in many ways in his career, at least for now. And because uh, I mean, there doesn't seem to be any limit to uh, how far he'll go. He's written some real classics. Um, but anyway, he, uh, he's going to release the single and of course, you know, he wrote it during a horrible time in his life and, and, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the song title is very indicative of, you know, what, what it's all about. And to know that he releases it now and probably a lot of people would, you know, love to hear that, you know, from somebody, uh, you know, it's really disappointing to know that, you know, he won't be able to play, uh, you know, public gigs for a while. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would love to listen to that live. And so, but he's been mature enough as an artist to kind of uh, recognize the need. And uh, I can tell you that, you know, the cities uh, for the most part are really coming alive in that respect. And they're uh, they're shutting down the public events. And, and that's something I struggle with sometimes. Uh, I know we're heading towards curfew territory. And I'm sure there's somebody right now that's standing on a chair saying, fuck that. And I, I get it. Um, you know, it's a little disturbing to think that the uh, police would enforce, you know, an outdoor curfew. Uh, I've heard of you know reports of it already occurring in some places in the United States. And I can tell you that, you know, every summer I would see, you know, exercises occurring uh, in, in one part of Canada or another that, that told me they were preparing for something like this. 
And so, you know, the, the idea that we wouldn't be able to leave our homes, you know, that doesn't sit well with me. I think it's probably what's necessary in terms of um, making sure that we slow the spread of this potentially dangerous virus. Uh, but I don't like the idea of it being, you know, uh, mandated. So, you know, this for me is, is, you know, a bit of a challenging subject. And I think that if you examine it carefully, like, I mean, uh, I think we all want this thing to slow down. Um, you know, for everybody out there that's saying, you know, are you advocating for, you know, the government locking us in our homes? No, I'm not. Uh, I think that everybody should be responsible enough to, you know, try and take care of this, um, you know, by staying indoors and kind of staying out of contact with people, certainly trying to stay out of public spaces uh, for a short while. You know, China, China got one thing right in all this. I saw them spraying down the streets, you know, with disinfectant, although, you know, God knows what's in that spray is, is something that I'm sure a lot of people would, would question. Um, you know, I'm one of them, uh, but, but, you know, they, they were spraying the streets and literally, you know, sanitizing, you know, the city. And, and obviously there may come a point when that may be necessary. If, uh, if this thing turns out to be, you know, uh, deadly. And I mean, there's, a, there's a lot of people that, you know, say, well, you know, it's, it's 3.4%, uh, fatality rate, which is, you know, relatively low. Well, if, if, if the number of people infected, you know, totals in the millions, then that's, you know, a significant number. And it's not just an old person's, you know, virus, uh, you know, ailment. It can you can really uh, do a number on young people, and so you know I would ask that everybody out there be careful, be conscious of the things that you're doing, uh, what you're touching. Uh, try not to touch your face, mouth, eyes. Um, you know it, it's really important that we take care of ourselves at this time. Uh, you know we've got a government that's poised to step in and, for all intents and purposes, um, execute one of these things that used to be called the War Measures Act. And it involves, you know, um, taking control of businesses and structures and, you know, whatever they need. And, you know, to hand that over to the government that has been a little less than trustworthy, you know, you'd be you'd want to be really careful about that. You know, Justin Trudeau's father was the last person uh, to enact, uh, you know, martial law. And, you know, I was I was very young, but uh, certainly I remember people saying that they would never forgive him for bringing tanks uh, into the streets of uh, Quebec. So, you know, we've got all this going on, um, you know, and I'm trying to see, you know, some of the good in it. And, you know, I get out to the range and I get to, you know, fire off a couple of rounds, uh, you know, with friends. And, you know, I, I realized that, you know, there was there was a lot uh, still about life that I enjoyed uh, that I, you know, could be more careful, you know, with the amount of contact I have, uh, at least, you know, to be conscious of it uh, for the time it takes uh, to bring this thing under control. But I'm out there, I'm having a good time, I'm talking to the RSOs, I'm trying not to get thrown out of the club. Uh, you know, the rules uh, are in place for everybody's safety, and certainly the uh, Chief Firearms Office has, you know, uh, cracked the whip. Uh, you know, this is a time that I would tell people, more than ever, uh, it's, it's very uh, critical that you obey the rules. Uh, you know, all the things you do on a regular basis anyway. Uh, you know, locking up your guns, you know, separate from the ammunition. Uh, there were reports of, you know, uh, a bunch of charges being laid in relation to, you know, uh, some hunting. And, you know, please be careful out there, people. And uh, most importantly, you know, 
don't get yourself in trouble. Um, you know, uh, stay safe. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very difficult uh, for us to defend our position when, you know, they've got examples to draw from. Uh, that's the one thing I could say in, in this whole thing uh, has been kind of, you know, uh, interesting is, uh, you know, I was talking about this with a friend the other day. There, you know, there's every other day there seems to be, you know, another shooting in the news. But I, I love when we see guns involved in these shootings that are uh, so short that they're not uh, commercially available in Canada and have never been. And every time they do that, I, I kind of laugh my ass off a little bit. You know, like it's like it's tragic. You know, we got another shooting here. But like, I mean, God, this just illustrates the point that we're fighting for. Uh, everybody knows that legal gun owners are not the problem. I mean, everybody's everybody's been very clear about that. The only people that don't seem to understand that uh, are the liberal government. And so, you know, they, they still have their sights, you know, squarely set on us, despite the fact that we get, you know, every other day we seem to have a shooting news. That used to make me real nervous, but now it's just like, oh, that just proves my point. You know, like it's, it's never going to change unless we change it. And that involves, you know, working cooperatively with the police, uh, you know, to get those illegal guns off the streets. I see the guys working really hard. There was an arrest in Hamilton I, I loved. You know, two guys dart out of a car during a traffic stop. There's a third guy left. You know, he gets into a tussle uh, with one of the boys from Hamilton. Uh, and a, uh, a firearm falls from his waistband onto the ground. And, I mean... Hats off to that officer. Good job. Uh, great pinch. Uh, and, uh, you know, one more illegal gun off the street. And uh, certainly things are getting dangerous out there. Guys, girls, uh, please be safe. Uh, you know, it's never been more important to be totally vigilant. Uh, I think that uh, the criminals out there are just going to grow increasingly bolder if we don't act. And I think that we should start applying pressure to our administrations uh, at the association level. Uh, the idea that you could, you know, uh, reduce the number of firearms that are actually out there and devote the necessary resources to solving the problem is something I think everybody should be interested in. Uh, I, you know, I'm not in policing anymore, but I, I would not look forward to, uh, you know, calls at night uh, wondering when the next shooting was going to be. And that seems to be what it's becoming out there in the metropolitan cities. And uh, so, you know, to, to head in the correct direction, uh, I think that it's really important that you share with your colleagues, uh, you know, this, this one's going out to the police. Uh, share with them exactly what's going on and, and the impact uh, this could have. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of police officers are already talking about it because they know they're private uh, owners as well. But this is something that would affect all of us, and uh, so it's more important now than ever that you speak up. And for the administrators that don't want to see it, uh, you know, shame on you. Uh, it's very, uh, very, very simple. The longer we delay the reinstitution of carding, uh, the more frequent these shootings are going to become, and the more trauma and uh, and and. and and tragedy uh, will visit the cities uh, that have, uh, you know, discontinued the practice. Uh, I feel for Halifax. I figure they've got about a year. Uh, they they went with a no carding policy. Uh, I think that they're going to see a massive swing uh, in uh, in firearm related crime very shortly. Uh, in fact, with the way things are moving now and the rate we're kind of climbing, uh, I think uh, as people will become more desperate, uh, they'll do stupider things. Uh, that's always been the case. I, I noticed that 
in policing, you know, 20 years of watching, um, you know, when times were bad, uh, people were more likely to break the law. And I'm sure there's some, you know, somebody out there that would disagree, but I could tell you at, at, at the boots on the ground level, uh, anytime, you know, hardships would seem to strike, you know, or, you know, like <laughs> if the checks were in, uh, you know, then the amount of partying that would go on would increase substantially. So like, I mean, depending on people's moods, uh, I think with the number of firearms that are illegal firearms that are floating around in circulation, you know, it's a recipe for disaster, especially with summer coming. Um, I imagine if people are going to be cooped up indoors, uh, if this virus gets any more out of hand, uh, you know, we could be looking at months of, you know, self-isolating, uh, whatever that, uh, actually means, uh, it, you know, for people out there that have been watching closely, they're saying it's somewhere between four and six feet. Um, you know, no, num- no hangout with groups larger than, you know, 50, I think was the last number. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a bit of a long haul. So, you know, people locked up all indoors with their partners. Uh, I think it's going to get exciting, uh, for all you, uh, divorce lawyers out there. You're going to be very busy. Uh, I see that coming. Bugsy and I were laughing about that. The, uh, the idea that, you know, people would be uh, forced uh, to, you know, kind of get along and occupy the same space all the time uh, for an extended period of time. Uh, the impact that could have, you know, on, um, you know, policing alone, like between the domestics that may occur, uh, the frequent, uh, the more frequently uh, seen shootings, uh, you're going to see, a, I'm sure, an even sharper decline in, in officers that are functioning well out there uh, as they're put under additional stress. You know, they're, they're already running at paper-thin numbers, and, uh, you know, it would seem that, you know, it's been ignored for way too long. But I, I watched as, you know, consistently, you know, chronically, I think would probably be a better descriptor, um, we would see shift numbers that were well below uh, safe, um, defined, you know, minimum levels. Uh, and so... You know, to see that going on for years and now to see it getting more worse, uh, well, more, you know, getting, uh, well, the situation is rapidly deteriorating and worrying about the police officers. Like, I mean, the suicide rates are up amongst police and probably will continue to climb at this rate. Um, you know, if things don't calm down a little bit, uh, definitely think that there's got to be a move to hire more police officers, although I can't imagine anybody in their right mind wanting to pursue that uh, line of work uh, at this point in Canadian history. Um, the idea that, you know, you'd be basically walking into a battle zone uh, probably doesn't appeal to many young Canadians today. But, um, you know, if we really want to have an impact uh, on things out there, I really do believe, honestly, that uh, everybody should just kind of hold their position for a little bit and uh, let's see how it unfolds. I think that uh, it's really important that you stay healthy, uh, that the people in your you know your life stay healthy, uh, you know your parents you love stay healthy. So uh, you know maybe confine yourself uh, for the next you know few weeks uh, for sure of uh, indoor activities as much as you can. Uh, you know take the time to uh, do things that you need to do around the house. I don't know you know like clean up a little bit. So you know the, this is spring cleaning time. Uh, you know for those of you that have uh, been laid off work, I feel for you. Um, you know you're going to be working around the house. Uh, you know getting along with your spouse hopefully, and uh, you know get to spend some additional time with the kids uh, could be a fantastic way to kind of really remember this experience uh, down the road. 
uh, I think there's definitely a lot of uh, people out there that uh, could benefit, you know, from the time spent uh, working on that project. Uh, hell, clean your guns. I, I think that it's really important that you get out there and, uh, you know, be able to use the guns. Uh, you know, make sure they all work. You know, check your magazines. Uh, everybody's gone out there and bought themselves, you know, a little additional ammo. You know, treat yourself. You know, uh, go out, uh, go out to the local range if it's still open. Uh, if it's not, you got a friend with a good piece of land. Get out there and practice. I think that it's really important that you know we look forward to a lifetime of using these firearms, uh, and it's an opportunity to get good with it. If you got some uh, time off, you know, maybe you want to go camping. I don't know. You know, getting out there in the mountains looks uh, real appealing right about now. Anyway, that's about all the time I have for tonight's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and on Instagram. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.